0: It is a chilly start to the week in the upper Midwest, but it has stopped raining, the sun is shining, and growers are looking to get back to harvest. We'll get an update on the weather outlook, talk used machinery values, and see what a senior GOP senator thinks about the chaos in the House of Representatives. Live from your Ag Info PTO
1: via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning we begin with a conversation with U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley. Then it's Machinery Pete, Greg Peterson. And directly following the news, Brett Waltz from BAM WX. I'm a handsome newsman, Davis Michelson. And now,
0: the host of AgriTalk, Jeff Flory. All right, Davis. Hey, buddy. Welcome to another work week. Yeah, Here man. Here we are. Are Here you excited? Go. Power takeoff
1: time, baby.
0: It is. I haven't heard that one before. That's fantastic.
1: Full bunny, people. Full bunny Monday morning. Full bunny. That's right. (laughs) That's right. All right. (laughs)
0: That's the way to hit the ground running on a Monday morning. Love it. Let's hit it hard, folks. Yeah. What a week we've got. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to be broadcasting live from the port of Grays Harbor on Wednesday. Now, getting there is a bit of an issue, so I'm going to have to be out of the studio. Big Apple Joe is going to be out of the studio, but I'm not too concerned about it because we got Davis. Davis is going to be here to keep the conversation going on Tuesday and on Thursday while Joe and I are are traveling. But uh, it's going to be a really interesting uh, trip out to the West Coast. Take a look at what's going on at a major PNW port for Mm -hmm. uh, for shipping soybeans in particular out of the country and see what plans they have got to move a bit more soybean meal because we've talked about it a lot on the show but that seems to be the trend that we are looking at going forward um welcome to Talk, boy there's a preview for the week right there mm-hmm. uh, i'm chip mm-hmm. that is davis hello and it it's kind of a really nice morning it's chilly But Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful morning up here, dude.
1: Oh, it's definitely, it's uh, what I would call crisp down here as well, but sunshiny.
0: Outstanding. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. All right, Brett's going to be in here in just a couple of moments. Give us an update on what to expect through the end of the week. Let's go ahead and get started on the news. What do you got? Well,
1: Chip, uh, this morning USDA announced daily sales of 200,000 metric tons of corn for delivery to Mexico and 183,000 metric tons of soybean cake and meal for delivery to the Philippines, both during the 23-24 marketing year.
0: Yeah, love to see Mexico continue to build that book. That uh, is something that I think is really important. Uh, and then the Philippines coming in and booking up soybean meal. Keep and. I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. The Philippines, a lot of times, are just a hub for soybean meal exports. So bean meal will move into the Philippines. They use, they import some for use. There's no question about that. But it might go from there to Thailand, might go from there to South Korea, might go from there to China.
1: Well, Chip, Israeli forces kept up their attacks on Gaza this morning after diplomatic efforts to arrange a ceasefire to allow foreign passport holders to leave and aid to be brought into the area, failed. While the fighting is intensifying, market reaction remains relatively muted. Um, yeah. That's kind of been the uh, the thought here since this started, Chip. Market yeah. reaction relatively muted.
0: Crude oil is down a half a buck this morning, 87.18 in the November contract. We've got uh, <laughs> equities are kind of on a tear here this morning and moving solidly to the upside. And uh, we've got the grain markets are mixed.
1: Well, Chip, the House leadership saga continues with Representative Jim Jordan being the latest nominee to be the Speaker of the House, though Jordan faces an uphill battle. The House will reconvene at 5 p.m. Central Time today with a proposal to make Representative Patrick McHenry temporary House Speaker gaining steam. Until Republicans can unite around a Speaker candidate, the House is poised to remain unable to conduct business Including the next steps for any new farm bill yet this year.
0: I don't know what the powers of a temporary speaker are. Are they the same as a speaker? Uh, can they can go forward and conduct business with a temporary speaker? It's something that we got to look into.
1: Well, Chip, according to a report from Farmers National Company, combines have been rolling with farmers in fields a bit earlier than usual. That's thanks to dry conditions due to considerable variability in rainfall across Iowa and southern Minnesota. Yields and prices are all all over the board this year, according to FNC. Parts of eastern Iowa have dealt with extreme drought, and above-average yields will be a rarity in that area. Rainfall in western Iowa and southwest Minnesota was a little better, and early yield numbers from that area have been a little better than expected. That's kind of a theme, Chip.
0: Yeah, I still don't buy it. You got to get into the late stuff. And we're not even halfway through. Yeah. yeah, You got to get into the late stuff. And once we do, I think we'll figure it out. Well, on Thursday last
1: week, USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service reported, quote, since June 2023, hot and dry conditions along the Mississippi River Valley caused river levels to dip well below historical averages. The net effect of smaller Gulf bound supplies and higher transit costs is reduced competitiveness for U.S. corn. Despite US production exceeding expectations in some areas, as of the week ending September 28, US export sales data indicates accumulated sales and shipments of the US 28% behind the 5-year average for the week.
0: Yeah, and it I think it is getting better. I think it, mm-hmm. there is a bit of improvement. Uh I was on the river again this weekend and I know that it has come up a little bit, but I don't know how long it's going to last. And these shipping issues are real there's no question about that well and finally
1: here according to axios the biden administration is planning to announce new controls on artificial intelligence chips and equipment that can be sold to china
0: all right hey thank you so much davis let's bring in brett waltz bamwx.com good morning brett
2: good morning chip
0: all right uh it's beautiful to start the week here But it sounds like we've got some more activity by the middle of the week.
2: Yeah, there's a little storm system that's going to push through parts of the upper Midwest, northern plains, and eventually into the Ohio Valley. But nothing like what we saw last week. It's going to be a weak system, pesky showers possible. uh, Really, for many areas, especially the further west you go, it's going to stay pretty dry over the next week.
0: Okay. What about into the weekend and early next week? Well, take us into the end of the month. We've only got, you know, we're at the midway point already.
2: Yeah, so after this drier period, we are going to start to uh, see a warm-up. Really, that begins this week across the plains, but it pushes further east with time as we work into the last week of the month. And with that, I do think that we need to watch for the plains to get more active again the last five to seven days of the month. We're watching a couple of bigger storm systems possible, maybe some big ups and downs, some big swings as we work towards the end of the month and towards Halloween.
0: Okay, well, towards Halloween, uh, there's a long history of those Halloween storms turning into a Halloween blizzard in the Midwest. You don't see that happening, do you? You know... I
2: definitely wouldn't say that at this distance, but it wouldn't shock me if someone got some snow before the end of the month, given how the storm system looks to set up at the very end of the month. I'm not going to rule it out at this distance.
0: Okay. All right. Um, any any trends that we need to be aware of out of South America?
2: Yeah, so it does actually look like Argentina, which has been pretty dry, can get some decent rain uh, as we work towards the the medium range kind of days from now. But still continuing to be drier in Monte Grosso, while southern Brazil probably continues to deal with an excess of moisture.
0: An excess of moisture there in southern Brazil. All right, Brett. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you so much. You have a great week. Yep, thanks. You too. All right. That is Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Coming up next, Senator Charles Grassley from Iowa right here on Agritalk. No doubt you've heard of MetLife, but did you know that MetLife Investment Management has over 100 years of ag lending experience? The MetLife Investment Management team maintains close relationships with its borrowers and can structure a customized loan with flexible terms to meet your financial needs. Looking to expand, refinance, or recapitalize? Consider MetLife Investment Management. Learn more at metlife.com forward slash ag.
3: At Simplot Grower Solutions, success starts with seed. For each field condition, climate, and agronomic management style, your local Simplot Grower Solutions crop advisor can help you select and provide the seed that enables you to plant a strong foundation for the growing season. Our team of seed experts are committed to your success and will offer the support you need to optimize your yield potential. Contact your local crop advisor now for your best seed opportunity or visit SimplotGrowerSolutions.com for more information.
4: Anyone can choose to make a difference. You can help people succeed, rebuild after disasters, protect the environment, or feed the hungry. Not only will you make a difference for others, but for yourself. You can earn money for college, learn career skills, and make friendships that last a lifetime. Make a difference, choose your future, choose AmeriCorps.
5: This is Andrew McCray, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.
4: I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. We know this past year has been challenging in many ways, but as agriculture continues to adapt, we are right there with you. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Join me each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, Timely Trusted Tradition.
3: Ready for our little forest adventure?
6: Yes! We're here! Whoa, that was fast! There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature. DiscoverTheForest.org Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council.
1: AgriTalk is brought to you by Phospholutions, which is excited to launch Rhizozorb, the first fertilizer technology proven across hundreds of field trials to improve grower ROI by 20% and maintain or increase yield with less applied phosphate per acre.
0: Welcome back to AgriTalk. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday morning. Because it is time for a regular conversation with Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. Senator Grassley, welcome back to AgriTalk. It's great to talk with you again.
7: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be with you, and thank you for having me on a fairly regular basis. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to my fellow farmers.
0: You bet. Well, we appreciate the time that you commit to it, sir. That's uh, it's very generous of you. What's the harvest report from the Grassley Farm?
7: Uh, about twenty percent of the corn left to do, I believe the beans are done. And, uh, I, I'd say, uh, considering the fact that we only have, uh, 10 inches of rain, although we did get an inch and a half over the weekend, but 10 inches of rain during the summer compared to 22 last summer, the fact that at the low end, about 50% of last year's production at the high end, about 80% of uh, last year's yield. So uh, it's not a very good year for farmers, but I'm hearing that some people are getting uh, uh, that got timely rains, uh, that they're having just as good of a crop or a better crop than last year. So I'm glad for those farmers and considering the fact that last year on our farm, we had the best uh, yield we've ever had. I don't think we can complain and farmers know to live through good times and bad times.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, there's always talk of uh, disaster aid, emergency relief for farmers. Uh, there was relief for the 2022 crop because of some of the drought out west. Should we be anticipating that there's going to be an effort to bring some disaster relief to uh, for the 23 crop?
7: It'd have to be something that crop insurance does not cover. Okay. Uh, and you get these exceptional things when uh, things that farmers have tools to protect themselves and those tools don't protect them, then uh, you have uh, disaster relief. But don't forget, prior to 30 years ago, we used to rely entirely on Congress for what we call disaster aid.
3: Yep.
7: Uh, so did you? you always had these questions for farmers. Was Congress going to do anything? And if they were going to do something, how much money was going to be involved, and then when was it going to come? Yeah. So that's why crop insurance came into the game a few years ago, so farmers could manage their risk ahead of time.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, I want to get to the farm bill, but I got to start it off with with this with this question, and I realize that this is house business. But what are your thoughts on? what is happening with your party at, over at the, the house of representatives?
7: Well, I, when it comes to a farm bill, I'm not sure it makes much difference to the farm bill, because even if the house was in session and passed a farm bill, we got a major problems in the United States Senate with the farm bill, but on everything else and particularly considering what's going on in the middle East between Hamas and, and Israel, yep. and the possibility that that could be a much wider uh, military uh, adventure, uh, particularly if Iran gets involved through uh, pushing Hezbollah uh, to Hezbollah yep. to uh, invade uh, Israel, uh, that could be a major thing. And we shouldn't have a government shutdown. And in a sense, you've got the House of Representatives shut down now and uh and maybe some things need to be done yesterday in order to help uh israel now that is isn't really true i think uh, we've still got time if they need more help to help them and that help would be financial help not uh american people involved over there unless the situation got really really bad and i yeah. hope it doesn't but uh the, uh, the house of Representatives is not functioning is holding all of that up. Now, the odd situation is the very same people that got rid of uh, McCarthy two weeks ago, or the very same people that for a month were complaining we weren't passing appropriation bills or allowing even bills to come up on the House floor for discussion. Uh, They get rid of McCarthy and then they want appropriation bills passed. Well, we didn't shut down government two weeks ago, so in between then and November 17th, you had six weeks to get everything funded. Now they've lost entirely two weeks. If they don't get the job done today, they could lose another a week. So uh, everything they've been complaining about that have brought the house to a standstill uh, is basically uh, 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 working against their own interest. that they've yep. been complaining about for a long time.
0: Yes. Yep. I'm complete agreement with you, Senator. Complete agreement. There's talk that they're going to have a vote to make McHenry a temporary speaker. Does, would a temporary speaker have all the the, the uh, p- power of, of a Speaker of the House? In other words, would the House be able to go forward and do business?
7: They, they could do it if they want to, but right now I don't think the rules would allow it. So are they going to change the rules to allow that to happen? And with yeah. the controversy and the tumult that's over there, I doubt if they could make those changes. Uh, but yeah. they could do something along that line, but it wouldn't be uh, – you don't really uh, accomplish controversial things with, with that sort of a make-believe leadership.
0: Right. Right, you are exactly right there. Uh, you mentioned that there it, that even if the House was moving forward with, with business and they were making progress on the <laughs> on the farm bill, that there's a quote unquote major problem with the farm bill in the Senate. What is that?
7: Well, it's the fact that Democrat leadership in the Senate, they don't want to take money from one part of the farm bill, and spend it in another part of the farm bill. If you're going to save money, it's got to be spent where you saved it. And uh, and we need more money for preference pricing because yeah. of the increase in seed, fertilizer, and chemicals. Uh, the 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 figures that are in the uh, uh, 2018 farm bill are just not realistic. And we need more for ARC and Pick, uh, and uh, and that's. And and uh, you can't do it if you don't take money from one part of the farm bill and spend it on preference prices. And the Democrat leadership does not want to do that.
0: Okay, yeah, there's the so there's...
7: so you so you in a sense when you got 85 percent of the farm bill, that is nutrition programs, meaning basically food stamps, and the other 15 percent is is protecting the farmer. It's not much of a farm bill if you can't even make accommodations for the increase in the price of uh, seed, fertilizer, and chemicals. Right,
0: right, okay. So, it, th- is an extension of the farm bill now most likely? Oh, I,
7: I, I think I would have told you that uh, maybe the last time you and I talked. Yes. Yeah. And and now two or three weeks later from the last time I talked to you, the answer is more. Uh, more uh, so, particularly with what's going on in the House of Representatives right now, let alone the trouble we have with a five-year farm bill in the Senate, we'll get a one- or two-year extension.
0: Okay, a one- or two-year. Now, one thing that I didn't get a chance to ask you the last time that you were on, and we talked about an extension, was what is the plan for the EATS Act, the uh, proposal that would counter California's Proposition 12? Is would would that just not move forward if there's an extension of the farm bill? What what's the plan?
7: It's very difficult to move new ideas into uh, clean extension. Uh, it's not impossible, but the best chance of doing that would be through the five year uh, five year approach.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to come back to Israel. Is there? Direct evidence that Iran supported Hamas in the attack, or are we looking more at Hezbollah?
7: No, it'd be uh, Iran. Uh, Iran is uh, supporting Hezbollah. Oh, yes, and if Hezbollah is helping Hamas, it'd be the same as Iran helping uh, 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 Hamas. And there's no doubt that they uh, that they have given uh, Hamas the resources. To uh, do what they've done, uh, and our our government says that they have no direct evidence, but there's plenty of things going on that you just see over the weekend. The foreign minister of uh, of uh, Iran sitting down with the heads of Hamas in the country of Qatar, uh, that uh, that leads you to believe that they're very much involved in it. And we yes. have four points of Reference in the Wall Street Journal that referred to their even being involved in the planning of this. Okay. And I think that we got people in, I think we got people in this administration that, uh, that are, uh, want to befriend Iran more than Iran
0: is entitled to be, to be, Senator, and we, we are out that. of time. Thank you so much for your time. My whole identity had been wrapped up in being a soldier. To have that so violently ripped from me, when I was wounded, I was lost for a very long time. When Wounded Warrior Project came into my life, being around the other warriors, people that had similar experiences that I did, it was a game changer for me. Having King join the group, that was the beginning of a really good friendship. It's 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 a good
8: time. I first heard about Wounded Warrior Project through CQ. And at first, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I qualify. But having been a part of it, it's kind of taught me that it's not just the wounds that you can see, but it's those that you can't.
0: When you do something like a peer support group with Wounded Warrior Project and come together from different walks of life, man, the growth is incredible. If not for Wounded Warrior Project, I really don't think that I'd be here today.
4: See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash
3: stigma Time for Markets Now with the experts from Pro Farmer. Joining
0: us now, Pro Farmer editor Brian Grady. Beach, not a whole lot of movement in the grains to start the week.
8: No, Chip, uh, you know, pretty quiet, to be honest with you. We had a quiet overnight session, and, and uh, we get to daytime trade, and, and more of the same. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, we had daily corn sales and do- daily soy meal sales this morning. And uh, yet, those two markets are, are trading to the downside. So definitely not responding to uh, demand news there. Uh, the weekly inspections number for soybeans was really big and, and well above expectations, and, and uh, that's providing just minimal support here at mid morning. But uh, really, um, soy oil is the, the market that's moving yeah. uh, sharply to the upside, and it's it's been beaten down here recently. So uh, some corrective buying going on in, in soy oil
0: yeah yeah that's what it looks like because you've got crude oil it's still under a little bit of pressure it's not it's not sharply lower or anything but uh crude is not giving any support over to soybean oil here this morning real quick anything on wheat
8: uh no not really you know so yeah. we're seeing a little bit of buyer interest in spring wheat futures uh the winter wheat contracts are trading mildly to the downside uh but just no follow through to last week's uh, corrected buying that happened late in the week there
0: gotcha all right take us to the livestock trade
8: Sure. On on, uh, live cattle futures, uh, mildly favoring the upside. Uh, We got firmer cash cattle prices last week. Uh, The hope is that uh, maybe we'll see some strength again this week. But, uh, boy, it's probably going to be extended negotiations. Uh, We have the cattle on feed report coming up on Friday, and those weeks have a tendency to to drag out the cash negotiations anyway. And and so uh, we'll have to probably have a long wait here until we see any kind of activity uh, meaningful on the uh, cash side of things. Feeder cattle trading to the down side and, and then uh, hog futures uh, they're weaker as well amid weak fundamentals.
0: Alright Brian, thank you so much. Pro Farmer Editor, Brian Grady on Markets Now.
4: Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
1: Opinions expressed on Agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors.
9: Machine repeat here, folks. This segment of Agritalk brought to you by our friends at Dakota Ag Innovations, makers of Dakota Shine, the best way I've seen to fix faded paint. Go to dakotashine.com or call 888-996-7801. All
0: right. Welcome back to Agritalk. I'm Chip. Glad you're with us on this Monday morning. Great conversation there with Senator Grassley, uh, some big issues that still need to be resolved on the farm bill, uh, which just means it's, hey, <laughs> let's let's get to work. Let's get this done. Let's get the appropriations done. Let's get the farm bill done. Let's get the business of the people done. And uh, to do that, we got to have that <laughs> speaker in the house first. And I don't know when we're going to end up with that deal. Uh, and a temporary deal with McHenry. It sounds like a bandage on a huge wound that is happening. And, and, uh, we, we need more than that. We deserve more than that. I don't think there's any question about it. All right. Let's bring in Greg Peterson, machinery, Pete. How you doing, Greg?
9: Hey, I'm doing pretty well, Chip. And, uh, yeah, on the, on the topic of politics, which I like to stay out of, uh, I think maybe, uh, everyone should come out to an auction and we can stand around and have a couple hot dogs and watch some equipment sell. and. Things tend yeah. to get uh, worked out that way, so just a thought. Yeah, just a thumb.
0: <laughs> yeah ex- the, I, I like that idea. As a matter of fact, we could bring that auction platform into some sort of the negotiation process on spending and funding. There you, know, you maybe go. You, was... maybe, a, maybe we make it a Dutch art auction. Start high and work <laughs> down.
9: <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube video will be there to cover that.
0: <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Get us started with the pick of the week.
9: Hey, pick of the week last Thursday out in uh, Cedar Springs, Michigan, a really nice uh, farm retirement auction for S- uh, Steve Warren, sale by Art Smith Auctioneers. Uh, three tractors on the sale really caught my eye, ship. Uh, pick of the week, I'd have to go with the 2007, the Case IH Magnum 335, a nice tractor, 4,208 okay. hours. So for 135,000 bucks, and when you massage the pricing data that we compile 135 that's the highest auction price ever on a magnum 335 with over 2300 hours and again this baby was over 4200 so and it was over by not just a little by 11,000 bucks so very strong there again pre-def good condition just red hot uh not just the red ones there was a a john deere 8320 on the sale an o2 model so 21 years old 4,551 hours, same deal here, went for $130,000, bucks, 3rd highest oh. auction price ever, 8320 with over 4,500 hours. But the tractor market, again, it's not just the pre-def stuff that's hot. Uh, that same sale at a 14 model, John Deere okay. 6150R, uh, pushing 2700 hours. went for $90,000, and did not have a loader with it. So again, when you look at the data, that's the highest auction price ever on a 6150R, 2500 plus hours with no loader uh, by six thousand bucks so hot sale there last thursday in cedar springs michigan
0: man the tractor market is defying gravity
9: Gravity. yeah just no no signs of cooling off right and we're drifting now into the uh year-end period so it tends to get a little hotter
0: yeah and i'll admit i i kind of expected that that would that that the impact of higher interest rates, that the impact of a uh, setback in farm revenue uh, on the row crop side, that all of those factors that we've discussed several times mm-hmm. yep. would be working together to at least pull down the top end of that market, and I don't I don't see any evidence that that is happening, Greg.
9: Hasn't yet on the tractor side, Chip. uh, Right. right. And I'm with you. I would have expected it as well. So here, I mean, you're going to have to bring forward the overall inflation. And I think even more important, I mean, this has been a truth all my 34 years covering the markets. But the the price of new just keeps going so high that it just, you know, uh, well, I could give you another example on this topic. So let's jump to last Tuesday out in Baker, Montana. So they had a little farm okay. auction out there with a 2021 John Deere 6195R tractor with a 680R loader, nice rig with a grapple, 725 hours. And we've we've talked a lot about loader tractors being hot, and yeah. again, not just the pre-def, but so this thing went for 192,500 bucks. Which, oh, I mean, again, when you look at 6195R auction prices, the highest I'd ever seen was just set back in June at 172 with no loader. Uh so even with the loader to blow over twenty thousand past it, that's again that's a that's a two year old tractor. That's not a redef. Right. So yeah, I mean it and even on the lower horse, which had been the one softer spot in the track use tractor market, that has kind of firmed up a little bit. It's not as hot, but you get you know forty to hundred horse. It's it's firmed up a little bit. So yeah, the tractor <sighs> market's just very strong.
0: Okay. All right, before we leave Montana, you got anything else from that auction? That sounds like a hot one.
9: Yeah, that was a good sale. Uh, also, one of the hot sectors I've seen, augers, conveyors, uh, mm-hmm. really strong. So they had a 2018 Brandt 1547 LP, 47-foot conveyor, excellent condition, went for 29000 bucks. Again, that's five years old, almost 30 I just, I never used to see that. But again, same exact factor here is, you know, people... A lot of people will say, "Well, that's crazy. That's for a five-year-old conveyor." But again, hey, dude, you want to buy a new one? You yeah. Know, what does that cost? So that right. it's all relative, and that's just it is what it is.
0: Right. Okay. Work it back our direction. Stop in Winter, South Dakota.
9: Yeah, we. This one made me smile last week. Uh, Grand Auction <laughs> Service had a sale Tuesday. Massey Ferguson combines always fun to see those out there. Uh, they had a sharp 1986 Massey 860. This one got a lot of action on our uh, social media pages last week when I posted about 1,800 hours, one owner always shedded, no heads, went for 1,600. And again, when you dive into our data, I mean, that's the highest auction price on a Massey 860 with no heads in the U.S. in 19 and a half years. You got to go back to <laughs> March of 2004 in Drayton, North Dakota. So statistically, that was a pretty interesting last Tuesday in winter, South, Daco- South Dakota.
0: Right. Okay. um, Man, before we run out of time, you've got some industry news that we need to get to. Let's do that.
9: Yeah, big news last week. Two items on the auction front. The consolidation and the aggregation is continuing. Uh, so the Steffes Group, fantastic auction company out of West Fargo, North Dakota. Everybody knows the Steffes Group. They're fantastic. They had a big announcement there. Uh, a merger with Heartland Auction out of Kansas absorbed into Steffes Group there. So You know, hats off to those folks. Check out their website, stefasgroup.com. Tons of sales coming up. They do an awesome job. So excited for those folks there. And then also the good folks at Purple Wave Online Auction, uh, which was started in the year 2000. Big news there. They announced a partnership with an outfit called Copart, which you might not know the name, folks, but that's a worldwide leader in online uh, auction space for automobiles. So you're bringing in international element there for Purple Wave, plus the advanced technologies, and uh, just a lot happening on the auction industry front with uh, large firms growing in size and scope.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, boy, I tell you what, when you look at at something like Steffens it or Steffis it, uh, it it's amazing just how much they have going on at any mm-hmm. given time, Greg.
9: Yeah. You know, and it's all about attracting bidders and buyers and eyeballs. And that's, that's what's needed. It's, you know, it's, uh, that's why these auction companies leverage together because they can bring more potential buyers to your equipment when they, when they sell it for you. So it's a continual push uh, for eyeballs. And, uh, Yeah, similar to what we see on the dealership side, the big get bigger. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't like that aspect of life, but I mean, that's just you know capitalism at work, and that is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, But there's a ton of great advantages, uh, you know, that are behind these deals. So it's uh, again, at first blush, you can say, ah, the bigger just getting bigger, but really, it's done to better serve their customers.
0: Yeah. Yep. And you know, even if it's a uh, an international online auction. Yep, the little the, the the auctioneer's trailer and the hot dog cart is still going to be there on site, isn't it?
9: Oh uh, well, it's uh <laughs> you know it's a different world in the auction biz. Online sales are great, physical sales yeah. are great. We love them all. That's so right. A lot. And on uh, the topic right. of online auctions, I, yep. I do need to mention on Wednesday, folks, if you're looking for a quad track, our friends at uh, Matichek Implement out of Faribault, Minnesota, just up the road from me. Three really nice late model quad tracks selling on an online auction. They got a pair of 22 model 620 quads, 808 hours and 1665 hours, loaded up with all the warranties. And then they got a 20 model 540 quad, 2420 hours with a powertrain warranty to 3300 hours, or out into I think February of 24. So that's an absolute auction, no buyer fee on, the, on that one on Wednesday. Again, it's Matichek, it's M A T E J C E K. If, you, if you're Googling it, Matichek Implement, uh, again, some three tractors there we'll have an eye on for sure.
0: Yeah, that sounds like that's going to be another test for that market, for the red market. Uh, yeah, you
9: get up in the track tractors to see how they're holding yeah. up. That will be interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Not a lot of time left here, Greg. Uh, what are you doing on social media? What you got coming up on, on Machine Repeat TV?
9: Well, Machine Repeat TV, we have some very interesting things coming out. I can't announce them yet, but we might have a special episode or two that will uh, turn some heads. So stay tuned to our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram on that one. And uh, yeah, always fun on social, uh, just interacting with folks. I just need to say a big thank you to folks out there for following along and, uh, you know, the great interaction we have there. We have a ton of fun with that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely we do. And, and uh, you know, with that in mind, thanks for making time for us again this week, Greg. We really appreciate it, and have fun out there on the road.
9: Hey, you bet. We'll do, and, uh, Chip, keep up the great work. Everywhere I go, people ask me about uh, Chip Flory and talks. So you guys are doing a heck of a job.
0: All right, that's very cool, very cool. All right, that is Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete. And now, when we come back, Davis and I, got a little bit more prep work to do to get us ready for what is going on this week like i said earlier big apple joe and i've got a big trip coming out out to gray's harbor we'll get you up to speed on what's going on with that next here on what is
8: dedication
9: my biggest
1: fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father and i started thinking you know what this isn't my story I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if,
3: if they can think it, they can do it. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
4: Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy.
6: Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe, and is the best way to protect that legacy.
4: Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
6: Scammers often try to dupe veterans to steal the VA benefits they've earned. Scammers may try to obtain sensitive information or collect payments over the phone, offer to move assets in order to qualify for pension, insist benefits may be sent directly to a friend or caregiver, or promise to manage benefits or file a claim for you. VA will never charge you for processing a claim, and only VA can determine eligibility. To report suspicious activity, visit va.gov forward slash OIG forward slash hotline.
3: It's time to take control of your seed corn and planting with Ends Up Seed Flow ZN from Brandt. Ends Up Seed Flow ZN is a talc based product that combines three technologies into one convenient product for your planter box applications. Say goodbye to planting skips with the seed fluency technology that results in better seed singulation, giving you a more precise planted crop. And this product is formulated with enzymes and zinc to promote early growth, leading to a stronger, healthier crop. Take control of your corn seed today with Brandt Ends Up Seed Flow ZN, the ultimate solution for your planting needs. To learn more, visit brandt.co. At Simplot Grower Solutions, success starts with seed. For each field condition, climate, and agronomic management style, your local Simplot Grower Solutions crop advisor can help you select and provide the seed that enables you to plant a strong foundation for the growing season. Our team of seed experts are committed to your success and will offer the support you need to optimize your yield potential. Contact your local crop advisor now for your best seed opportunity or visit SimplotGrowerSolutions.com for more information.
4: The Scoop Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Echelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop Podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail. If you served, we want you to get the health care and benefits you earned. We want you to come to VA. There's never been a better time to apply. Under a new law called the PACT Act, we've expanded VA care and benefits to millions of people who served and their survivors.
2: No matter where you served or how long you served, check out va.gov PACT to learn more about what VA can do for you and your family. Come to VA.
6: Don't you wish your life came with a warning app?
4: Stop. That dog does not want to be petted.
6: (laughs) Just a little heads up before something bad happens.
4: Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh No, 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 no.
6: So you can have more control.
9: Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. (sighs)
6: Don't wait, you have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.
1: The best talkers in ag, including you. Join the conversation on Agritalk. Call us at 855-4-TALK-AG. And welcome back to Agri Talk, everyone. On your Monday morning, your pal Davis Michelson here with Chip Flory. A yes, uh, couple of good conversations to start off the week. There. Yeah. Um, let's 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 just dive right in to Senator Grassley's. Um, yeah. Comments. <laughs> Sounds like they're having a good time uh, cutting corn there at, at the Grassley <laughs> Ranch.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll yeah. start there. <laughs> you know in but a yield of 50 to 80 percent of year ago now year mm-hmm. ago was a record which is a great thing to compare to mm-hmm. uh corn yield of 50 to 80 percent of it that's a little sketchy now soybeans he didn't talk too much about that but i i know this from following him on twitter he wasn't very impressed with the bean crop yeah so yeah. so uh some issues there but you know when you look at where that little red dot was in northeast Iowa, you know some people, and that little red dot on the drought monitor, mm-hmm. uh, you you know people that are inside of that area. Senator Grassley is one of them. Uh, I'm one of them. There are there are twenty bushel beans being harvested in northeast Iowa inside mm-hmm. of that little red dot mm-hmm. on that map, and that's why I keep saying. You know, let's not get too excited about and and make up your mind off the first half of the crop when when there is a lot to be determined. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. Here's the thing. When you're running the combine mm-hmm. and you're watching that monitor and you're you're looking at the whole field average on it. You're going through some buster corn, and you're thinking, "Man, oh man, that yield average for the field has got to be climbing like crazy." And it seems like it just ticks higher. Just mm-hmm. yep. You know, that, that. But when you go through that area in the field that didn't make a crop, and it's maybe well, it just didn't make a crop, that average for the field drops like a rock.
6: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if we don't have. Some of those corn yields, some of those, and and a few of those bean yields, but some of those corn yields come in yet.
1: Um, shout out to the southern farming states. They're going to make oh. up for some of the, uh, yeah. some yield losses that, that we might get there. I mean, northeast Iowa gets to take a turn. Maybe some guys feeling like fringe acres. And meanwhile, we got the south growing buster crops down there. Yeah altogether could uh, could shake out to a pretty decent national average yield on both corn and soybeans thanks to the south
0: well w- maybe am I overstating n- no I think I, I think you're you're on the mark on beans I still think that there's quite a bit of risk on mm-hmm. corn it's going be I it, it's going to be at least the third biggest corn crop that the country's ever grown
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, that's not too that, that, that's not too bad yeah given the kind of year that we've had. Uh, the the drought resistance tolerance that is built into these hybrids now is whew, i it it is amazing to me growing corn if you can get it all at the right time and spoon feed that crop mm-hmm. uh, if if you if you can do that you can grow a crop with about a third of what it used to be on yeah. rain it's yeah. crazy
1: I wrote down something that I think, Senator Grassley said, and I'm going to ask you to check my work here, Chip. Okay. Um, did he say there's a major problem with the farm bill in the yeah. Senate? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what was and he referring to there?
0: That's the funding. That, okay. What he would like is some some additional funding for Title I, which is the reference prices and the effective reference prices. We talked about that a little bit on Friday. Paul Neifer had the details on what the effective res- reference prices will be. Uh, but there- if we could the way things stand right now the safety net that is available based on the current costs of production okay mm-hmm. is not much of a safety net um and that's part of the challenge of building a safety net based on an economic snapshot mm. Of a point in time. We did this back in 2018. Took a snapshot and said this is going to work for a long time. Well, I guess it did. But it hasn't been much of an, effect, it, uh, an effective safety net for the last, <laughs> uh, I guess I would say, three years. Just because of the cost of production. Uh, and especially on the 2023 crop, it, it was not much of a safety net. So the bottom line is there's money that is in the conservation title. Uh, part of that money was moved over or could be moved over from the CCC, the the uh, Commodity Credit Corporation, and the funding for USDA's Climate Smart Farming Projects. If that money is moved over to Farm Bill, in the conservation title. Well, then the idea is that you could move it even further mm-hmm. and move it from the conservation title to title one being the commodity title and the safety net program to build a more effective safety net. That is what I think they're they're ultimately going to try to do. I don't mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's that it's going to be easy. Yeah. Um, but. I, I think, ultimately, that that is what they're going to try to do.
1: Boy, you get money sloshing around in Washington. There's no telling where it yeah. might end up.
0: Right. Um <laughs> <And> how much <laughs> spills when you start sloshing the Right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the, yeah. Uh, what would they call that, the uh, feed and residual, maybe,
0: category yeah. of the U.S. government? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Feed and fudge. <laughs> feed
1: and fudge. Um, no U.S. boots on the ground in Gaza, says Senator right. Grassley, unless... Something goes really right. wrong. Uh, that was going to
0: yeah. be one of my questions for him, too, and he volunteered it without having to ask. Yep, it. pipe right uh, in. Yeah, one of, one of my – the question that I was going to ask is, do you ultimately see U.S. forces on the ground? Um, I think he would have said, I hope not, but it's a fluid situation and one that we're going to have to keep track of and, and uh, make judgment as time passes. I I didn't get around to ask him how satisfied he is with the response, but I think he would say that it's been measured and, and it is what it is for now. We're going to have to figure out what to do next when the time is appropriate. All right. Thank you so much for listening on this Monday morning. Come back this afternoon. Tommy Grasafi, advanced trading egg bowl media right here on agri talk.
5: This is Andrew McCray, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.